Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Horror. Your normal mind can imagine. I'm gonna die here. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Fucking dead bastard. And now... Introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetch of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome. We are fans of the dead. I'm Mike. I am Jeremy. How you doing, bro? Doing all right. Weather's starting to get uh, a lot better. Hell yeah, we watched a uh, movie out on the porch last night. Yeah, what'd you watch? Dead Heat. Ah, that was the first movie of uh, Last Drive-In last night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, It was something. <laughs> I've never seen that one. Yeah, it was It was funny. It was pretty good. So did I see, was that with Joe Piscopo? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So what we got for today? Today we're talking about gateway horrors. We all have that person that says that they're not fans of horror. And they're just not fans yeah, of the right horror. That seems to apparently be all of my friends, except you. That's really weird. Yeah, it's like you and like one other person are the only ones that actually like watch horror movies. It's you and Tony. That's it. <laughs> what else is there to watch? You can only watch The Notebook so many yeah. times. And that's once. Oh, you got all the way through it? Uh, maybe not in one sitting. Like, I've seen parts here and parts there. That's one of those, if it's on, the wife will watch it. Well, I remember after I'd get out of work at the supermarket... You know, my buddy Josh would come over, he'd stay over my house, and I'd force him to watch Amityville 2, which he found pretty funny. He, he actually was a, was a pretty good sport. All right, so... I figured before we actually went into our uh, our list, I figured we'd talk about getting, like, your kids or an adult into the genre that's not used to it. You know, possibly, like, how would you, how would you approach that? Kind of like Clockwork Orange. You know, like, tie them to a chair, fasten open their eyeballs... <laughs> And you just make them watch. I actually, I knew this kid that said his older brother did that to him. And now he cannot stand horror movies, which is understandable. Imagine having <laughs> your eyelids taped open. No shit, right? <laughs> so I actually found this website. It's called All Hallows Geek. Okay. I'm not sure who, who runs it, but uh, this guy wrote an article, basically how to introduce your kids into it. And he has two 11-year-old twins and he was... Saying they're both very interested in it. And one of the things, you know, obviously is knowing your kids' fears, you know, what they're afraid of and what their limits are, and basically give them the power to decide what to watch. All right, I mean, that's smart. He goes, obviously, revisit your material first. So I guess they, they decided they wanted to watch Poltergeist. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. That Like, you know, that's not too bad. He's like, I totally remembered the tree. I remember the clown. He goes, I completely forgot about the face pull. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> You, you definitely want to have a look-see before you subject anyone to certain things. You want to have oh my God. a little bit of a heads-up when something's coming around the corner. Like, I watched The Shining with my mom, and she covered my eyes for the, the tub scene. Right. And, I, you know, I was trying to peek through her fingers so I could see boobs, and then I was traumatized. <laughs> but, yeah, and then, I mean, obviously, like, talk, talk about it with them. Lily started to get into it. My daughter, she started to get into it. 
at like three years old. I mean, not so much now, but I mean, she loves the movie Coraline. She was into the Ghostbusters, only the, only the, you know, the girls right now. But what do you expect? She's a six-year-old girl. Right. And I feel like it was a little intense at, at certain points you know, for a child. Right. It was. But I mean, she definitely handled it, you know, pretty well. Yeah. So, so yeah. So we have, we have two lists. One that's more like kid friendly, obviously for the younger kids, and then one for adults that that are looking to get into the genre as well. You want to trade off, like start with uh, our kid ten, and then go right into adult ten. Yeah, we can that do way that. We don't bore everyone that doesn't have kids. Right. <laughs> My number ten, Scoob, which was just released. Scoob. Scoob, the new Scooby Doo movie. <laughs> See, we we tried to actually watch that the other day. Lou was like, "No, I don't want to watch it. I want to." play roblox oh. yeah we actually rented it we made a big movie night we put the comfy chairs in front of the screen made popcorn it was pretty fun and it was a lot of callbacks to the original show they actually had uh dick dastardly was the villain that is awesome and uh what's his name muttley <laughs> i know like you send me these pictures of you guys watching movies they're sitting in the front I'm like fuck i'm like i want to go there and watch movies <laughs> we get the nice tv and i'd rather like watch on the porch on the ipad I know, it's right? like being outdoors. It's nice, but I would say that's that was a pretty, pretty tame way to get a kid into, you know, a horror adjacent movie. Because obviously they do have some horror themes, you know, ghosts and villains and right. solving mysteries. But it doesn't get too heavy at all. But you know, he would have got away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids. That damn dog. <laughs> so, so my number ten, I went with the Burbs. The Burbs, yeah, that's a really good one. For your kids list? That, I saw, yeah, actually, I saw this the year after it came out, so I was probably like seven, and that family freaked the crap out of me, but there was enough humor in it that I didn't, it didn't, like, you know, give me nightmares or anything like that. Plus, you have Tom Hanks, I mean, how could you go wrong? Right, exactly, but I mean, that, 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 how, well, you also had, was it Wendy Shaw? The the army guy's wife? Oh, yes. That Corey, Corey Feldman kept staring at all day? I think... All the men were staring at her all day. Yes, this is the true. The women probably, too. Yeah. Carrie Fisher. All around, I mean, it was a great cast. I, I love the movie and how, you know, Tom Hanks is paranoid about that family just moves into town and, like, they hear, like, they bury bodies in the backyard. I love how the whole thing is set in that cul-de-sac, the whole movie. Right. You, you never leave it. Yeah, that one's a really fun one. I did see that as a kid. You know, maybe older children. Like you said, you were you were seven, right? I think I was like eight or nine when I saw it. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, kids is pretty. I mean, it's a vast. I mean, I figure we're covering, you know, like seven, eight year olds to you know preteen kind of you know age group. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what things I wouldn't subject a child to for that movie. I, I think it's pretty, pretty safe. Maybe a little language. I thought of yeah, Corey yeah. Feldman. He's obviously being a punk. Have you ever see that? video the outtake of dick miller cussing him out yeah yeah <laughs> we're trying to act here <laughs> but yeah no i mean i i overall i thought it was pretty tame yeah so for my adult list my number 10 arachnophobia which i actually saw in the theater when i was 10 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i saw this pretty young too but it's a movie i feel like adults can enjoy as well and most people have a little bit of a fear of spiders so it's a good creature feature. It's funny. Like the common thing in our house is, see, I'm not afraid of spiders, but I'm horrified of bees. So if I see a spider walking across the room, I have no problem grabbing a Kleenex, you know, swiping it up or whatever. The second like a bee comes in the house, I just like kind of hide under my bed. 
Okay. <laughs> so, would you watch a movie about bees? That would probably be a good one. I mean, I'd watch it. I mean, obviously, there are many, many movies about bees. The bee movie. Yeah, no, I, I mean, even, like, things that I'm, you know, like, fears of mine. I mean, I have no problem watching them in a movie because I can suspend the, you know, the belief in everything. So I know it's not real. Well, that's good. But anyway, arachnophobia. Pretty uh, tame on, like, the gore and the actual horror aspect. You get enough humor in it. Right. I mean, John Goodman as the exterminator. Oh, he was great. Oh, he was great. Best character. Jeff Daniels. The only scene that really kind of wigged me out was the spider and the popcorn. Yeah. Oh. I mean, there's a lot of scenes like that. And that's what's great about it. It does build right. the suspense. How about the spider down the girl's cleavage? Yes. That was my favorite part when I saw this when I was like 10. <laughs> but I think that's as so racy my... as that movie gets. And they show it in the trailer. Right. Yeah. Well, I feel like back then, a lot of those movies, they kind of showed... A lot of the scary stuff in the trailer anyway. Get it out of the way. Right. So for my number nine in my kids list, I went with Return to Oz. Ooh. Okay. I have heard a lot of people say that that's freaky. I've only seen it once. There's a lot of freaky shit in that. Actually, it's a pretty good movie. It's supposed to take place like either a few months or a year or so after the original. Right. And, you know, Dorothy gets sent to this doctor because she's having nightmares or like or dreams or whatever hey, doctor did they send it to a loony bin well they have doctors and loony bins they got a doctor coat <laughs> oh that's all it takes a young feruza bulk yes played dorothy but between that and those those guys on wheels the wheelers i think they were called there was that and like a hall of heads i mean for for a kid is is kind of freaky yeah, jenna had mentioned that one but i didn't put it on my list just because I've only seen it once, so I don't really know too, too much about it. It was, it was good. Actually, Lily got into that one, too, for a little while. Were there songs in that one? No. I found that having musical numbers definitely ups the likability for the children. True. Yeah, I can see that. Hence why my Spotify playlists are littered with random musical numbers. <laughs> From the Descendants to Zombies to, I don't know, whatever. My number nine is... Yeah. Kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Casper. I almost put that on my list. <laughs> I mean, I did see this in the movie theater with my younger sister. And I think probably every girl that saw that movie in the theater probably had a huge crush on Devin Sawa. Right. Well, I'm sure every younger boy had a crush on Christina Ricci. Yes. I think everyone probably still does. I would concur. But that movie she does still is good. Great. I mean, it deals with death and the afterlife. I mean, there are some heavy moments because the young girl's mother has passed. But, I mean, it's lighthearted. It's humorous. You get a lot of great cameos. Dan Aykroyd plays his Ghostbuster self in the movie, which is really funny. Oh, yeah. That's right. But yeah, so that, that was your number nine. I... Yeah, it was all, it, it's a another safe bet. Right. So I think I went straight to my number nine on kids. I completely forgot to give my number ten for adults. Did we skip you? Well, no, I just I just skipped it. So <laughs> we have to go back to my number ten in adults. Okay. See, this is what he has to deal with. This is what you all have to deal with. I went with They Live. They Live? Yes. Okay. I mean, that's an awesome movie. It's a fantastic movie. I didn't I didn't think it was that scary. No, I mean, I don't think it's that scary. But, I mean, it's it's a lot to take. I can't imagine eh. getting a second date if you brought a girl to that. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> I mean, are you going to get a second date if you go to a horror movie and she doesn't know about it? Sure. Oh, okay. I guess it depends on the movie. Come on. Roddy Piper, Keith David, and arguably the 
greatest cinematic fight of all time. I think it clocked in over five minutes. It did. Great fight. Which, I mean, which inspired Peter Griffin and the chicken. I have heard that. Anyway, but yes, I said they live. All right. I'm going to suggest that we watch that on our next date night. Like I've got a Sweet. great film. It features a lot of social commentary. Uh, we'll see how it goes over. I'll keep you in touch. <laughs> so my number nine, Shaun of the Dead. Ooh. So it's a horror comedy. Obviously, I'm pretty sure everyone's familiar with Shaun of the Dead. But it's it's hilarious. It has zombies in it. Simon Pegg. Nick Frost. Nick Frost, yeah. That, I mean, the British dynamic duo. And the guy who plays Pete. Could you turn off your damn hip-hop? Pete. <laughs> but great movie. And I mean, obviously it has horror elements. But it's lighthearted enough that... I think a casual viewer can get through it. Right, and it has and it has a lot of um, Easter eggs. And obviously, if they're just getting into it, they're not going to get them yet. No, but that makes it fun for everybody else. Right. All right, so back to my kids list. My number... Oh, wait, no, I have to do my number nine adults. See, I'm all fucked up. Ay. Shaking my damn head. And I just, just started drinking. <laughs> what are you drinking? Moonshine? <laughs> so I went with an indie film... I went with What We Do in the Shadows. Okay, I still have not seen this movie yet. You need to see this movie. It is so good. The TV show is phenomenal. Yeah, I feel like it, once I see it, I'll get some of the jokes that you post. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, they're half-hour shows on FX. They're, they're just, they're fantastic. It's just great dry humor, which is obviously based off the movie. And, you know, these vampires all live in this house and they're being documented by a crew, you know, a documentary crew. And it's, um... God, I can never remember how to say this guy's name. Uh, Ta- Taiko Watiti? What is his name? How do you say his name? I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's it, uh, it's it's Jermaine Clement and um, I think his name's like Taiko Watiti, I think is how you say it. I don't know. It's very Hawaiian. Okay. Great movie if you haven't seen it yet. So funny vampires. Enough dry humor to... Funny vampires, okay. yes. Dry funny vampires. You sold me at dry funny vampires. So now can we go on to number eight? You may proceed. Well, I just want to make sure that, you know, you didn't just do your number five and then we have to backtrack. <laughs> no, we're all caught okay. up. All right. So number eight, I went with a classic based off the uh, Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl. How the hell do you say his name? No, you were right. Yeah, you're The right. Witches. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, Angelica Houston. Yes. I believe we covered that a few episodes ago, didn't we? <laughs> no. But I saw this as a oh. kid and, I mean, obviously it's about witches but that ballroom scene, they're like having a witch convention and all these <laughs> ladies start taking off their wigs to reveal that underneath there are all these hideous witches. That was a little terrifying. Yeah, that was a little freak. And didn't they turn, they, they turned one of the kids into like a mouse or a rat, didn't they? Yeah, so a kid was spying on them and he saw the transformation. So they transformed him into a mouse. It's like, I think the same scene, but yeah, that was scary too. Like those are the most intense parts of the movie. Other than that, it's pretty pretty hilarious. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. And if you've read the book, I mean, the book is way worse than the movie. All those witches get a little handsy with that child. So for my number eight, this movie, I know you hate it. Let me guess, The Gate? But eventually we're going to have to cover it, otherwise my wife will kill me. The Gate. A young Stephen Dorff who finds a, basically a gate to hell in his backyard. And unleashes all sorts of little... Things. Demons and monsters. Things. Yeah. But it was fun. It was a fun little movie. Come on. It, it was fun. 
And I have to say, after watching that, those parents are never going to let that girl babysit her younger brother ever again. Oh, shit, no. <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty safe one for kids. Oh, yeah. No, that's a definitely a safe <laughs> one. How did, how did the night go? So, uh, yeah, that, so my brother's fine. I kept him safe. The house, though, is demolished. Because <laughs> that wasn't like a weird science type yeah, of no, thing. It's, like, it's... after all like the mess, not, not everything got fixed and cleaned up. The house was still trashed, right? Right. Yeah, no, it was just a friggin' pile of nothing. <laughs> That's what happens when you open a gateway to hell in your backyard. I just keep throwing old Christmas trees into mine and seeing seeing what happens. <laughs> so, adult number eight. Now, this is definitely... Now this, I would say this is this is a horror movie. I was going to say horror adjacent, but no, this is a good one. And definitely a good date movie. What Lies Beneath, featuring Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. That's one I saw a long time ago that I really have seen on so many people's you know favorites lists that i have to go back and watch again recently revisited this they actually covered it on nightmare on film street and it's actually better than i remember from my first viewing and it's a typical ghost story it's a woman who's got empty nest syndrome her daughter just moved off to college and just the way they they reveal things without having to actually you know look at the camera and tell you from a to b and c to z the way that the way they pull things off is <laughs> is really good it's suspenseful it's a little bit of sexy they have a little competition with their neighbors to see who can be louder mm. <laughs> i do remember that no but it, that was a fun movie norman <laughs> so my number eight it probably could go on either list but i went with zombie land oh yeah that's a good one i would not show that to children no, probably well, older like teenagers. I feel like if if we're gonna get talking about teenagers, teenagers can watch whatever. I mean, by the time I was a teenager, I was going to Blockbuster and just going from left to right in the horror section. It's true. Um, yeah, so Zombieland, you have Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, and um, what was it Emma Stone? Yes. I think it was, and Abigail Breslin. Uh, don't forget about Bill Murray. Um, poor Bill Murray. But yeah, I mean, so somehow they all kind of get together, and you know, Jesse Eisenberg has all these rules about surviving the zombie apocalypse, which you know, obviously, number one, I believe, if I remember, was cardio. Yeah, that's why I'm failing at the current apocalypse that we're living in because I've been neglecting my cardio and I've been upping my carbio. <laughs> you said my dad jokes were bad. <laughs> All dad jokes are bad. But uh, Zombieland 2 is actually really fun. Double tap. Yeah, I have to see that. That actually looked really good. It is really good. Really funny. That's awesome. Yes, it was. Number seven for my children's pick is a tie. I wanted to say Little Monsters. Because what scares kids more than monsters hiding under their bed? And what scares most people... Howie Mandel. He's pretty scary. <laughs> no, he's really funny in this. I went also with Monsters, Inc. Because it's basically the same movie done by Pixar. Yeah. Animated version of basically the same movie with John Goodman and Billy Crystal, who are great together. But basically the same thing. You get yeah, no. you get an underworld of monsters hanging out with kids, and we can all learn to live together. It's a great me message. I agree. So my next kids movie is similar it is an animated movie monster house Ooh, i have not seen that one that one was pretty good we all know that that neighborhood that has that creepy house on the end of the street kind of like the birds there is that house in you know every neighborhood 
Uh, yeah, which I thought was totally going to be my next door neighbor's house because the outside kind of looks like that, but the inside is like gorgeous. Okay, so what's the movie about but, uh, besides being a scary house? Is the house is the house itself a monster? Yeah, yeah, kind of, because it kind of like spits the kids out if I remember correctly. But uh, yeah, this kid and her and his friend, a girl, like they go in and you know check the house out. It, it's it's something I've only seen once, but I remember like thinking, I'm like, this is actually kind of kind of freaky for for like a DreamWorks or like Pixar movie. Hmm. I might have to uh, suggest that. Yeah, no, it was pretty good. My number seven for adults, I went with The Craft. With a slightly older Furza Balk. Yes, she makes her second appearance on this. Love Spit Love and their song How Soon Is Now. Anytime I hear that opening, I immediately think of The Craft. Now, this is, I would say this is a good date movie. The movie is about this girl who moves to a new high school. or I mean, she doesn't move to the high school. She moves to a new town goes to high school and she joins a clique of outsiders who are basically witches and she realizes that i think she already knew she was already a witch and they have some witchy fun light as a feather stiff as a board light as a feather stiff as a board i think after i watched this movie i was stiff as a board hey ho so who else um that was uh nev campbell also right yep nev campbell i like nev campbell also, Robin Tunney, Rachel True, Christine Taylor. No, but yeah, really, really great movie. And it kind of realistic with witches, I guess. Or, you know, mm-hmm. if you believe in that sort of thing. The whole how if you cast a spell, it comes back to you tenfold. Right. I mean, if you've ever been to Salem, you've bought incense and Ouija boards. Oh, Ouija boards. Did you ever do that as a kid? I did a couple times. Did it work? I think it did. I remember my friend Adam pulled one out and we were in a garage where he said some guy killed himself and we tried it. And I, you know, he was obviously just trying to scare me by having like sound effects happen and, but it did not work. I have not had a successful Ouija board and I don't know if it's because my uh, copy <laughs> was it Milton Bradley. I don't know if they really make good voodoo boards. Well, I mean, isn't it just all about you know whether or not you can channel like spirits or whatever. I do that every day. I I don't I don't need a uh, a board game to do it. Monopoly. That's a really scary you know, scary funny. game to play in a haunted house. <laughs> you know it's it, it's funny. We got a a shipment of redemption stuff for for my work, and it included a couple Ouija boards. And as we're putting stuff out, I'm like, yeah, those aren't going out. I'm not putting those out. Yeah, I I think one of the rules that come with the game is never play the Ouija board at a bowling alley. I think I read that. Imps will jump out of trophies. It's true. Yeah. All right, you're number seven. My number seven. We're getting way off track. I don't know if people would agree this should be on the list, but it's actually one of the first movie horror movies I ever saw, like actual horror movies. And I was a kid, so I mean, I feel like this is probably good for an adult list, and I went with the original Friday the 13th. Okay. Right to a slasher. Now, if you're sitting with your popcorn, you're at the movie theater, you've got this girl that you just met on Tinder or whatever the kids are using today, and if she's still sitting there at the end of the movie, you gotta keep her. I agree. But I mean, we all, I mean, obviously, we all know the, the premise of this movie. Do we? The people listening to the podcast, I'm pretty sure they do. <laughs> but people smoke weed, people drink beer. People try to have sex and people die. 
but I'll go over it again. Obviously, camp counselor, die, angry mother, kid drown. Angry mother, kid drown. <laughs> but, in, but I mean, a few of the few of the deaths, I mean, I don't even think they even really show. They just kind of show you the aftermath. How about Kevin Bacon? Um, That's pretty gory. That one was pretty gory. But I mean, you never you never see like the killer until the end. And even then, it looks like the sweet old lady. Betsy Palmer. She was a sweet old lady. Actually, I've heard she was. So there's no monster that you really see. I mean, you just kind of like see the deaths. Which, I mean, if you've watched like any sort of violent movies, you've seen death. Right. So, I don't know. I just, it's not like the, the, like the movies further down the road where you see Jason like as this maniacal killer or zombie or whatever the hell he is. You just see people die. Yeah. I don't. Know, I, I didn't. I don't. I don't think it's you know, too too bad for an adult to handle if they're trying to get into horror movies. Right, and like you said, with the whole series, that's definitely the easiest to uh, to get through. Right. Number six for kids. I went with the monsters. I'm gonna forget you said that. <laughs> yeah, so I went with the Adams Family movie. Oh, Christina Ricci and Angelica Houston. <laughs> ah, another, yeah, they make, everyone's making double duty up on this. Obviously, based off of the television series that was based off the comic, it's really fun. I mean, it doesn't get too heavy. Admittedly, have not shown this to my kids. I think it might be a little much. It's very morbid. Other than that, I, it's, I guess it's, it does get into the little sexy relationship between Morticia and... And Gomez. Yeah. He does motorboat her in the opening scene. <laughs> uh, at least at least the, the clockwork version of him. I, I bet Ava could handle that. I, I, she might be able to. Maybe. I don't know. I think we'll go with the uh, animated version first. We actually, yeah, we just saw that. And Lily did like that. Adam's family. It's a good group. So my number six, ironically, was also the Adam's family. Ooh. Which version, though? The movie. Oh, okay. Cool. Look at that. Everybody at home, take a drink. So I remember seeing that in the theater, and it was just, it was just fun. Just a fun movie. I mean, not really scary. I think I think we were like 10 when that came out. Raul Julia was awesome. Christopher Lloyd as Fester was just fantastic. And, like, the whole movie, like, you know who Uncle Fester is, and you just, I don't know, I found myself just like, he's got to get his memory back. He needs to, he needs to know, like, who he comes from and all that right yeah so uncle fester gets lost he loses his memory in the bermuda triangle and he becomes estranged and then he comes back to the family and it is fun and the best part of that movie for me as a kid was the journey into the vault yes because i totally wanted that in my house that actually reminds me of in casper like there was a bunch of like contraptions and and stuff in that movie as well yeah there was fun stuff for kids so, for date night number six, I went with Joyride, starring Paul Walker and criminally underrated Steve Zahn. I love Steve Zahn. He is hilarious. I don't know why he's not in many, many more movies. And, of course, you can't mention Joyride without mentioning the great Ted Levine, Candy Cane, as <laughs> Rusty Nail. Like, what? A handle is Rusty Nail. That's awesome. That's way better than Mama's Boy. <laughs> Much better. 
Is this rusty nail? Hi, this is Candy Cane. Can you bring me some pink champagne? Nah, motherfucker. This is Paul Walker. I'm getting fast and furious on your ass. <laughs> I might have misquoted that movie, but that is that is awesome. It's a road trip movie. Um, you get the eye candy for the ladies and cool car for the dudes. And it's a cat and mouse type of journey that uh, it does get a little graphic at, at points. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's easily digestible. Yeah. And so I, I feel like we're on like different paths here. You're, you're, you're looking for movies to bring chicks to. And I'm just looking for movies to watch here. So most of my movies are ones that I'd probably bring a date to. Who else do you bring to movies? It's true. So, my number six, I went with the original Child's Play. That's a good one. Because it's a doll. Because it's a doll, and he's cute. Everybody loves dolls. Well, maybe not that old couple in the elevator. What a hideous looking thing. <laughs> Fuck you. Eh, you know, I had the My Buddy doll, and it was pretty pretty creepy. It was. But, again, fun, fun movie. You know, single mother trying to give her kid, which, you know... You know, the toy that he really, really wants just happens to turn out to be a demonic, fucking murderous devil. Possessed by the soul of a serial killer who did a voodoo ritual as he was about to die. And he went into the doll, basically, right? Off the top of your head, little trivia. What is said serial killer's name? Half the time I don't remember my name. Charles Ray. Oh, that's right, because that's... Chucky. That's the... Yeah. Yeah. Now, that whole series is actually pretty fun. I feel ashamed. I think uh, part two was really good. Part three is when it starts getting a little over the top and a little goofy. Then they add Jennifer Tilly and all those. Hey, Jennifer Tilly was a phenomenal addition to that series. I agree. A lot of good cameos. John Waters was in, uh, was that Bride of Chucky? Was he in that one? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so that wasn't too off the rails as... Your intro made me think it. You're gone. I don't know if I'd bring a date to this one. Oh shit! All right. You know what? We're only at the halfway mark, and this is going way too long. I feel like we really haven't even been talking that long. I know, but we still have basically ten movies to go over. Yeah, that's true. All right. So we're gonna do a two-parter on this. Yeah, our first two-parter. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, before we do go, I do want to bring up some fan feedback that we got. Fan feedback. Okay, yes, love it. Um, I got a response on Facebook about our uh, big kahuna burger. Yum. Who act, he, his name is Delano Williams. He actually went out and made the burger himself. Nice. What do you think? And he said it was absolutely delicious. He did it. He cooked it a little differently. I think, he, uh, I believe he used a smoker with some applewood chips, I believe. Nice. But yeah, no, I just wanted to give him a shout out for actually trying the recipe. Nice. I mean, obviously, we've got two episodes coming at you. This summer is going to start off with a bang. I'm telling you, later in the summer, we got a movie that's going to be lit. And I don't mean just like lit. I mean dad joke lit. So next week, we'll bring you the bottom half of this countdown. Till then, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, automatic twitter at fans of the dead one that's the number one we are also on facebook at fans of the dead check us out on instagram now fans of the dead one oh we're on the gram we're on the gram we're moving up in the world 
You can check our YouTube channel, Fans of the Dead. Check out our Recipe for Disaster segments. Leave us feedback at fansofthedeadpodcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think. Maybe any content you want to hear. A future movie you want us to break apart. Anything. Yeah, just give us anything. Any feedback is good feedback. Well, you know, to a certain extent. Hit the heart, hit the thumbs up, hit the like, subscribe, give us five-star reviews. Come on. I don't want to be that guy, but I'm that fucking guy. (laughs) As always, have fun, be safe, peace.